The voice of the blind community is back. This is a revolution, baby. This is access technology at its best. We are Access Tech Watch 360. If it's iOS, Android, Windows, Macintosh, Narrator, Accessible Gaming, Accessible Shopping, Banking. We got you covered. My name is Jay from ATW360, and this is what we do for you, the accessible world. That's right. <laughs> Access Tech Watch 360. If that intro does not get you up off of your behind, I don't know what will. What's up, everybody? You are now tuned in to the world's number one fully blind produced podcast, Access Tech Watch 360, live from the city of Philadelphia, right here at Messiah Music Studio. And of course, I'm your host. My name is Jay, and you are in for a treat if you've never heard one of my podcasts. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to my last pod, which was on the NFB Virtual Convention, where we covered a lot of information from autonomous vehicles to Target grocery shopping, accessible grocery shopping. I think I may do a podcast on that Target app to show you how easy it is to have food come directly to your home. We also, in that podcast, covered Amazon, Kindle devices, and other devices, Windows 10 accessibility updates, such as the narrator, and many, many new options for magnification. Now, we have another podcast today that will not be a disappointment. We're going to shift gears into the audio gaming arena, but this time with the Xbox mainstream accessible game called The Veil. That's right, The Veil. I had an extreme pleasure of interviewing one of the executive creator creators of the game, Dave Evans, out of Canada, and we had a great time. If you've never played an audio game, you should give it a try. I always tell people, you know, when I lost my eyesight and I was learning how to walk with a cane and really grasp the environment, one, one of the things that helped me was playing audio games and learning how to listen to audio auditory items in my ears. Now with the headphones on, it really mimics or virtualizes real life. And if you can tune into that, you can tune into mobility as a blind person, I feel, time okay? So we're gonna time get into that. Tip. It's time for a tip. I'll be time right for a tip. back. It's time for a tip. Time for a tip. It's time for a tip. Today's tip is provided by PassualSolution.com. P A. S-C-H-A-L-L solution.com and our new virtual employment preparation course. Make sure you're ready for the new age of employment virtually. Do you need to know how to quickly turn on narrator on your Xbox using your wireless Xbox controller? Well, hold down the menu button right in the middle of the Xbox 
Xbox controller until it vibrates. Then quickly press the menu button. Narrator will begin speaking. And we're back to Access Tech Watch 360. Thanks for tuning in. And this is a live interview coming up with Dave Evans from Fallen Squirrel Studio with the game, the accessible mainstream Xbox game, The Veil. Now, before we jump right into the interview, I want to give you guys a clip of the storyline for the game so you can see what it's all about. Check it out. my father's dying wish to send me to the borderlands you alex are officially home my lord what is it odette and riders from the northwest wait here alex uncle uncle I need to get back to the capital, to my brother. The valley home is long and winding and conceals more than just barbarians. Please, help me, help me! Stand aside. Let go, Alex. I said stand aside. No, he stays with us. One second born to another, it's not an easy thing being in someone's shadow. I like the shadows. And you are live right now with Access Tech Watch 360. My name is Jay, and we are the voice of the blind. And this is where the access technology revolution begins. What we like to do is anything pertaining to the blind, whether it's software, whether it's music, anything for the blind, and especially audio gaming. So who we have right here today is a gentleman from Fallen Squirrel. And these guys have put out a demo of a game called Veil. Uh, I would like you to introduce yourself, give me your name, and a little bit about yourself, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Dave Evans. I'm the studio director at Falling Squirrel. And uh, I come from a film and television background. Um, I, I was a writer-director in Toronto, and I kind of walked backwards in the video game. Um, games I was hired on as a, a cinematographer at a AAA studio. Um, but I, I really got into uh, game design when I realized that so much of the work I put into cinemas ended up being siloed as part of something separate from the gameplay. Yeah. So I really wanted to get into design to try to get more narrative embedded in the design of the game. Uh, and this project really came about when, when I wanted to make a more, uh, even more indie project that I've been working on in the past where I could do a lot with actors and voice, voice acting and, and narrative. I didn't have the money uh, to, yeah. to sort of put it together. So it was a little pet project, an all-audio game. Uh, and then very quickly I realized nice. that, oh, yeah, there's, there's going to be a community that could really use this game. So I, I partnered with uh, 
the blind community. There's a place called the CNIB, Canadian National Institute for the Blind, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. here in, uh, in Canada, in Toronto. And they uh, they were my first focus testers. They were the ones that kind of put the game on the path that it's on now. And uh, the script and performance became much more important than other things. Absolutely. I mean, I hope the game design is good, too. I, I don't know what you think about it, but certainly that's where I started, narrative and performance. Absolutely. The storyline, the atmosphere, put us putting us in a different time and place means everything to us game to us audio gamers um so are you a big gamer and what type of titles do you crave yeah i i used to be a bigger gamer Um, it's one of those ironies when you start working in games uh you start playing you sometimes play less games uh i i also am an instructor at a a game design college and uh, so a lot of my gameplay now has become academic it's like I need to be a good instructor. I need to be a good designer. So I'll jump in and play things that I know I need to play uh, for for my own enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, I tend to go to RPG. It's it's a massive time commitment. Oh yeah. So I have started every RPG ever made, maybe, uh, and, and played <laughs> maybe 10, 10 to twenty hours in. But for me to finish an RPG, that's a that's a tall order. Uh, maybe that's for anybody, but for me in particular, I haven't finished one in, in ages. But that's where I, that's where I would. If I had time, I, I, I'd do a lot of that. Um, action RPGs, probably you know, Witcher and and uh, uh, Skyrim, that kind of stuff. So Fallen Squirrel itself, what? I was on your webpage. I, I checked out another interview that was done with you guys, and you, you you guys have been involved in other titles. So, what's the big difference besides the obvious of graphics? Um, did you guys come upon when doing this audio game, The Veil? Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a steep learning curve. Um, I, you know, I wanted to do it right. I, I did. I, I mean, a lot of people take on projects that um, that they see uh, either a market or an interest, um, but they aren't like set up to be the absolute best to make that game and the reason why we were in a decent position is because of the care we put into narrative and and i've coming out of film and television the voice performance was something i felt very comfortable that i could get good voice performance but everything else was learning uh i hadn't made uh a combat uh, a traditional combat game before okay. and I'd never worked in audio as deeply so that was all new uh, and then um, I mean I am learning from, from other projects and games like you would know you know like a blind legend or uh, or a handful of other games blind swordsman uh, that have had similar mechanics before so yeah. I could play them and decide what I liked about them um, but it was also me understanding the limits of the technology. The binaural audio is great for immersion, uh, but it doesn't guarantee you to have really precise understanding of where things are. Right. So we had our initial idea was to have you surrounded 360 degrees of with enemies. Uh, and very shortly when I started putting controllers in the hands of people from both the vis- low vision and blind community and the sighted community, I realized that, uh, not everybody hears um, binaural audio the same way, so yeah. the precision varies from ear to ear. Uh, and also people have different levels of familiarity with the controllers. So when someone's trying to push upward and they can't look down at their hand and see the position they're hitting, right. uh, they could be pushing, you know, like 20 degrees to either side. So all of a sudden I realized, well, precision can't be what this game's about. It has to be, it's basically about recognizing enemies in three general locations, front, center, 
uh, or for, sorry, front, right, left, mm-hmm. and then the timing and the tells, much more like a fighting game. Yes. Uh, it had to sort of become that. Uh, but again, we started precision, and then we realized we had to sort of pivot because that wasn't going to work for the technology, really. Okay. Now, um, now I, I have a um, like a sound demo off off the YouTube page that that, that was done really good. Um, how did the storyline uh, advance? Did it was it something else, and you guys kind of transformed into it, or was it always, hey, we're going to do uh, you, you know the um, the princess, um, you, you know, being blind and so forth? Uh, how did that develop? Yeah, I, I've had, uh, it's funny, the, the storyline may have come before anything else. Okay. I just thought it was a, a novel perspective. It was a perspective that I wanted to explore um, in a medieval setting, because medieval settings tend to be noisy and, and intimate and close, like everything makes noise up close in terms of combat. Right. So I just thought, hey, this would be a great thing that would feel different. You know, uh, RPGs and, and, and adventure narratives tend to be big and sprawling and you're looking across vistas and you're taking in huge worlds and I just thought wouldn't it be nice to take on something that's very intimate and uh, and it was really not it wasn't from an advocacy angle it was from I think this is an interesting character and starting point so it was always a it was always a prince or princess at one point it was you were supposed to be able to choose your gender and that got too expensive because I started investing in, in a lot of dialogue for the main character that also evolved it was going to be more empty shell at the, at the beginning and then I started really liking the character and wanting to I also wanted to develop a character that was very well rounded wasn't identified by the by the blindness was more identified by other traits yeah. so as she became a rounder character it became very expensive to record a male and a female version of her or the, the character so I decided I started really liking the actor that was playing her uh, so I went with the princess that sort of evolved out of that um, but the narrative was there first uh, and the storyline slowly the plot that kind of evolved but it was always a relatively linear shot return to home survive the barren sort of narrative and then we added some branching and things as we thought was appropriate to give a little more agency to the player but that's sort of the evolution well that's cool um how did you guys get it on the box, Xbox? I mean, there's not really any audio games for us. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, you know, got the menus. Uh, Madden 20 has the menus. But you guys are all 100% accessible to the blind. And are there any goodies that you can give us about the game beyond that first village? which I was trying to get more combat. I was trying to get a better sword. Uh, I was ready to go ahead and fight. And um, and another thing, um, I know this, this is kind of moving into three questions, but you guys did a great job yeah. with the controls. I like the fact that I can use, you know, a high percentage of my wireless Xbox control to trigger both sticks, yep. um, the buttons. That, that, that means a lot uh, to audio gamers because it really gives you the full sensation of playing an audio game. Yeah, that was actually something that our consultant brought up. Uh, a friend of mine, Martin Corsells, who's uh, been visually impaired since he's about four years old, and uh, he's a, uh, a gamer. Sounds like he's on the same sort of a level is well maybe not he's not as big into fighting games but he's been playing audio games forever um, but he uh, his thing was like I want to use games like this to introduce my community to things that the sighted community take for granted so I was initially thinking we had to be more 
keyboard focus because yeah. that's more familiar to the community. Right. And he's like, no, nah, make the best experience. Put it on the controller. Make that the best experience. Let's bring people from my community to controllers. And, and so that was, that was something that came out of his advice. Uh, and it was natural for me. I, I play on a controller, so for me it was like it was good. He goes, "Don't patronize us. Just you know, we'll figure it out. Give us, give us that that controller control." And then uh, the other parts of the question, I guess um, when it, oh shoot, man, a, a three part question. That's, that's too much for me. I think. <laughs> Hey, everybody, we're going to take a little break. As you can see, we're having a great time with Dave Evans of The Veil. We'll be right back after this commercial. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to ATW360 News and our coverage of the Access Technology Presidential Election. Hey, it looks like Jay Pasha was taking the podium. Let's give it a listen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, I love you, too. Thanks. Hello, everybody. My name is Jay Paschal, and you know me by now. And when it comes to training... The blind in access technology, it's not about the popularity of the training company or some celebrity trainer. It's about you, the individual. It's about training the blind in today's job market for a virtual job, a work at home job. It's about knowing your access technology as it pairs with other softwares such as Windows, such as the Microsoft Office Suite, Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, and Outlook. I promise you, if you elect me as the president of access technology, I will deliver competent and great individual training to every one of you so you can have the tools of success to succeed in the future. This campaign was provided by Paschal Access Solutions and Jay Paschal for Access Technology President 267-437-3098 or PaschalSolution.com. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to Access Tech Watch 360. This is of course Jay and we're going to jump right back into the second part of our exclusive interview with Dave Evans from Fallen Squirrel Studios and the Xbox and PC game The Veil. Let's go. Any are there any goodies, any hints and that can come that's going to happen in the game? Um, like I said, we only got to that first little village uh, with the shepherd yeah. guy. What can we look forward to if you can? Just a little bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, one thing that has been not problematic, but when you're promoting a game and trying to build a community, it's often nice to have a game that has a lot of um, play value that you can um, build out. And unless I make a second game, right. uh, which is in the works, I suppose, if this, is, awesome. this turns out to be okay, um, the story certainly leads off in a way that can open things up. Uh, and the world, actually like the world. I might go to different characters and allow you more character choice in the world, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, the first game pretty quickly evolved, uh, evolved into something where you really are playing a single character from a single perspective, and it became much more, not, not so much linear, but the storyline 
and the beats of the storyline uh, were were very much uh, the, the kind of experience you get in a film. And so once you once I have let people play a certain distance in the game, I'm going to start giving away things that are, I want people to have as a surprise for the first time they yes, play it. Yes. So it's very gay. This game is not great for, for that reason narrative-wise. So, like, if I want to give someone early access to the game, well, they're going to play the story, and a good half of the, the excitement of the game is going to be dedicated to a version that might be substandard because I haven't gotten the combat together. Right. So the one thing that we've been pushing out, and I, I will probably push out one more demo on PC. This will probably be the last... Uh, uh, demo for, for Xbox, but pushing to PC would be something that foregrounds a little bit more of the enemies or some supernatural enemies that appear in the game. Uh. And I figure I can introduce a couple of those without giving too much away. Uh. Um, and there's also, uh, I didn't feature uh, ranged combat uh, at all in the nice. demo. Um, and actually, that's another issue with the, with the game because it has this steady progression of introduction of mechanics which is more akin to a narrative game right. that reopened, like re you re-explore elements of combat, like uh, uh, Half-Life's the, the classic example, when you get the gravity gun in Half-Life, yes. the game kind of changes fundamentally. Right, right. So we have a little bit of that, I, I preserve, like I let you get understand a certain basic type of combat, and relatively late in the game, you learn magic. And wow. midway through the game, midway through the game, you, you're, you start to understand like guard break mechanics and because they're pretty advanced okay. and I wanted to, to allow people especially people from communities that might be a little less familiar with all this stuff I wanted to make sure that it was spread out throughout the game so the one thing you don't have is a game at stride early on where I can kind of say here's all this stuff you're going to get it piece by piece and hopefully in the last third of the game it, that's where the real playground happens where it's like okay I want to invest in a heavy attack because I'm going to try to guard break through shields and yes. stuff and, and take advantage of those moments uh, whereas oh I'm going to go I'm going to go light and I'm going to I'm going to be able to get multiple attacks in really quick and I'm going to play more defensively counter attack and that stuff kind of that I'm going to put a little bit of that I think in, in maybe our last demo okay. uh, which will probably be PC only but that's maybe maybe that's your your little uh the little nugget, I guess. You mentioned binaural audio. I know exactly what it is. But for our listeners, can you give them an overview of exactly what that is? Yeah, sure. Um, there's a technology that's opened up really with the advent of uh, VR. Because uh, developers know that someone wearing a VR headset is probably going to have headphones. And it largely relies on headphones, the isolated sound between both your right and left ear. And what it's doing is, uh, uh, I mean, you can record in binaural, which is really easy with a special microphone that basically looks like a head. And what happens is uh, the sound recording on the one microphone, uh, the left to right microphone, audio in a space hits one ear a little bit before the other. And that slight difference, your brain, you can't perceive it, but subconsciously yeah. it allows you to pinpoint where sounds are and there's also a little bit of muffling that happens because of the shadow your head casts on the ear that's not facing the sound so there's all these little things that you can fake um in real time now to with a plug-in so that you can have uh what do you call it a 3d environment you're walking around let's say in a first person game yes. and as your character turns around you get an incredibly detailed soundscape by sort of faking out your brain 
to think that these things are, are the, the audio is behaving the way audio behaves when you've got a head in between uh, two, two listening devices, which are your two ears. Uh, the veil is basically meant for age appropriate, I guess around from 13 and up, right? Um, yep. which is, which is cool. It's, it's, it's so much to do, but would you guys consider, or do you guys have anything in the work for a more mature content game coming out in the future? Uh, for sure. I mean, we, uh, again, with, when the, with the first game, we were really, and for better or for worse, we wanted to straddle, uh, we wanted to make it for a community that is incredibly diverse. So people have visual disabilities from birth all the way up to 80 years old. That's so right. for somebody who might, who's older, who might be, have an interest in playing a game for the first time, all the way to somebody who's, who's uh, at a certain age, um, that's going to, we don't want to necessarily, uh, cut them out by having, uh, like mature content. Uh, but, but the, the tone of the game is definitely geared towards, uh, old, like people who are more, more adult. Yeah. Uh, again, we, we just managed to avoid any of the things that would upset parents. Yeah, and so thematically, though, it does it does feel more like Game of Thrones uh, than it does, oh, yeah. uh, I don't know, like uh, a cartoon or anime sort of offering. So it, for my writing sensibilities, no problem. I'll go there. And the one thing it might actually help us do is there's certain sound cues I pull back. I actually don't think I have to pull back on it for ratings. Uh, I talked to the guys at Ubisoft, their friends there who have to deal with this all the time, the sound designers. But I could add more gore elements, which would actually help communicate how effective your strikes are. Uh -huh. So I pulled back a bit on the gore, but I could push that in a more adult uh, title. Um, and uh, when it comes to medieval settings, um, I guess I have, I have more language I could use. But there's always all sorts of fun insults that don't really upset parents. That's that right. That's right. In the medieval genre, I guess. Smart so. mouth kids. When can we expect the full version of the game to be introduced or come out? Yeah, I think my new line is going to be this year. Okay. Um, I, COVID set us back a little bit. Um, yeah. uh, obviously, we have a lot of voice recording, and we have about uh, we got about a tenth left to record it. Small, but because there's so much recording, uh, a sizable chunk. Yeah. And we had held off here in Canada. Uh, I, I wanted to hold off till we got to this thing called stage three in our COVID response, which Absolutely. is a, a certain level of opening up. Uh, and, and Toronto's actually doing really well for uh, COVID cases right now. So uh, we feel pretty comfortable to go back in and get the final recording. Uh, but we've been sitting on that, um, just basically polishing up the game while we're waiting for that recording. So it's possible to have something out this summer, which, you know, probably September, summer, like, yeah. you know, like barely summer. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to leave that open because, uh, you know, we just might decide it's not ready and, you know, there might be bug issues. We're a really small team, Definitely. so we don't have a huge and we don't have other projects. So it's not um, like I have other projects like me personally, but I don't have a team that I can move around. OK, so if we have technical issues, if we feel it's too buggy, if we get some feedback from this last play test round that really says we've got to make some changes, uh, that's just going to be time. Uh, there's no real adjustment for yeah personnel moving personnel around so yeah. um yeah so i'm gonna say this year before i let you go um 
Do you have a dedicated Twitter account for The Veil? Um, can you give us your social networking stuff, website for the listeners? I know there's a lot of audio gamers out there from audiogames.net and um, just so many people that are very interested in everything access technology related. Can you shoot us some uh, some information? For sure. Uh, we are not geniuses at social media, so okay. my apologies, but... Uh, our Twitter account, which is through Falling Squirrel. I didn't want to divide them because it's the only game we're making right now. Okay. So uh, we don't have a veil handle, but we have uh, just Falling Squirrel. Uh, that's the that's the Twitter, uh, what do you call it? At, or what, man, I, mean, I don't know enough about Twitter. That's the <laughs> handle, just Falling Squirrel. Okay. Um, so that's, and we, we probably, that's our most up-to-date um, place. Our website, um, really, just shortly after we tweet something or put something out, uh, that has more information on demos and things like that. And our website is uh, through Falling Squirrel. So it would be, uh, you know, www. We still do that nowadays. Man, I, I just oh, yeah. aged myself right there. I just <laughs> aged myself. I can't help it. It's fallingsquirrel.com. All you need to know. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a, there's a uh, part of the, the website goes to the Veil page. Yeah, you guys uh, are very interactive, too. Squirrel. Yeah, you guys, you got right back to me. There's a form um, on your website that goes directly yeah. to someone and you got right back. So for all the listeners, if you need to get to them, they are very responsive. And hey, this is Dave Evans from Fallen Squirrel, The Veil, a new audio game on the Xbox and PC coming out this summer late summer and maybe even the fall take your time you guys are doing a great job yeah thank you so much Jay. and that's going to do it today for access tech watch 360 and we want to once again thank dave evans and fallen squirrel for their release or their upcoming release of the veil you know this is our 16th pod i believe we started from the bottom and we're finally here getting out our message to the whole world here at Access Tech Watch 360, the world's number one blind produced podcast on earth. We'll see you next hold time. Hold up, hold up. Wait a minute, big pimpin. You know we can't stop the podcast without the throwback song of the day. And since Dave Evans and Fallen Squirrel, they're from Canada, we bring up Drake. Started from the bottom. Enjoy. Started. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. I done kept it real from the jump. Living at my mama house, we'd argue every month. I was, I was trying to get it on my own. Working all night, traffic on the way home. And my uncle calling me like, where you at? I gave you the keys, so you bring it right back. I just, I just think it's funny how it goes. Now I'm on the road, half a million for a show. And we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Yeah, started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started, started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Yeah, started from the bottom, now we here. 
Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Boys, boys, tell stories about the man. Say I never struggled, wasn't hungry, yeah, I got it. I can turn your boy into the man. There ain't really much out here that's popping off without us. We just want the credit where it's due. I'ma worry about me, give a fuck about you. Just as, just as a reminder to myself. I wear every single chain, even when I'm in the house. Cause we started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. No new, no new, we don't feel that. A fake friend, where your real friends at? We don't like to do too much explaining. Story stay the same, I never changed it. No new, we don't feel that. A fake friend, where your real friends at? We don't like to do too much explaining. Story stay the same through the money and the fame. Cause we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Start, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here.